Hello and welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about not being the worst thing you listen to this week. I'm your host, Bobby Pease. Joining me as always, the gamer on the go, Chase Kinnicky, and the gamer that should go, Johnny Amazich. Hi. How, Get out of the going? sand trap, Johnny. <laughs> Would you shut the hell up, man? In case you haven't heard, I, like this. <laughs> I hate it. We are no longer, Chase, guys. Congratulations. Just let, it, just let it wrap itself around you like a warm blanket. I'm, I'm, We're no longer the most disappointing thing in America. Yeah. <laughs> Debatable. Aha, we did it. it. Uh, debate, debate. Oh, <laughs> am I am I the only one who watched it all the way through? Nope. Yeah, I did oh, too. Okay. Cool. I didn't. I turned it off after forty minutes because it was Four, too. Forty's a lot. Of, Couldn't take 40's it. Forty's a lot of time. I, I know a lot of people were tapping out like five or ten minutes in because it was just started great and got better. I wanted to. I wanted to, but. Um, you wanted to care about you know, our I, democracy I felt, or some shit like that. Yeah, you know, I, we've. But also, like, you know that that scene in Arrested Development where where Michael finds the bag that says "Dead Dead Dove, Do Not Eat," and he opens it and he's like, "I don't know what I expect." Yeah. That that was mm-hmm. all of us last night. Anyone that expected anything different to happen, you know, um, we've had some some pretty big debates on this show. Uh-huh. We've had. Bobby and Johnny with The Witcher versus Chase. We've had Chase. Bobby and Johnny versus, versus Chase for uh, everything. Best new character. <laughs> we've we've had who could forget, of course, Bobby versus Johnny for Red Dead Redemption Two. Bobby Another classic Johnny debate against The Last of Us. Part two. Part two. Yes. And, and yet, somehow, all those debates seem very civil in comparison. Well, we didn't talk over each other like I'm doing right now to you, you jerk. God. Listen, don't listen to this clown. I'm talking to you people listening right now. You don't listen to this clown oh, talking and, over me. And guys, uh, just I know this is probably a controversial stance to take, but uh, white supremacists can go fuck themselves. How about that? Yeah, we do not like white supremacy here on the show. You guys, you guys but, talk anyway. about video games or some shit? Yeah, this is a video game podcast. Yeah, this is a video game podcast, and this is a very special episode of The Casual Every Hour. It is episode of The Casual Hour is a very is special it, episode of The Casual Is that like in, in the 90s? They'd say tonight on a very special episode of Blossom. Yes. That- well, all three of us are here. All three of us knew to be here, which is a, a fucking miracle for the month of September. And we're going to be telling you about some of those September games that we enjoyed we're going to tell you about some of the games that we've been playing recently, but we're also going to look ahead to October and try and make sense of what's coming out that month. Because traditionally, that's been a pretty rough month before console launches. But Chase has put together uh, an intrepid list of video I games. Yes, you did. But Chase, enough about these niceties. You've got some stuff to update us on. Yeah. You got a lot of so, stuff here. So we did have our deep dive last week, which meant we, we went two weeks without talking about the games that we played. And holy Indeed. shit, it's been a big two weeks. Um, there's there's a lot there's going a lot on. Going on. A, lot of, a lot of cool Especially stuff. in Chase's Especially life. Especially if you're Chase Kenneke like me. Um, yeah, where do you want me to start? Do you want me to eat? Why do you don't you tell us? You into the anime, or or do you want to just like rip the bandaid off? Chase, 
I want to know about long enough. We're, Genshin we're Impact. We're all anime all the time on this podcast. Yeah? All right. Let's start with the most anime, and let's talk about Genshin Impact, um, which okay. is the newest game. This is the one that I'm, I'm actually interested in. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Breath of the Wild, right? It's it's anime Breath of the Wild. It's shamelessly, that's, that's right? They shamelessly Breath of the I, Wild. It's not. It. I mean, it. Okay. It, it is on a very surface level, but it's also not. Um mm-hmm. Is this kind of how like everything's Dark Souls now? Everything's Breath of the Wild. Is that yeah, what's happening? Yeah, like I would say it's probably not as Breath of the Wild as uh, what was that game that you played, Bobby? The Wind Windbound. Yeah, Windbound. Um, but it's, I think it's easy to target it as like, oh, it's Breath of the Wild because you see an anime girl walking around a big open world. Uh, it's very bright and sunny in the same way that that uh, cell shaded, right? Yeah, the cell shading that that Breath of the Wild has. And one of the first things they showed is this girl shooting a fire arrow at a uh, an explosive barrel, and hey, it explodes, and all these basically goblin-looking things uh, get blown up. And you're like, yeah, I mean, that's that's the right. thing that happened in Breath of the Wild. I know what that and, looks and like. fair. But also, I think it's pretty different in a lot of ways. And some of those ways are good, and some of those ways are not very good. I've been playing this game for two, three days now, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about this game. <laughs> I've heard that it's got a very steep curve. Very high level entry point into I, it. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> like that's. It feels like everything I say about Genshin Impact, I could also say the opposite, and it's also kind of true. Uh, Let me ask you a couple please. quick qualifying yes. questions, so we can just make sense of what's going on. It's getting Breath of the Wild comparisons. Is this an action RPG? Yes. Okay. Um, is this something that has survival elements to it? Are you gathering resources? Are you crafting There's things? There's lots of resource gathering. I would not say it's a survivalish game. Like you don't, you don't okay. have to. You you can cook food like in Breath of the Wild. The cooking is way better. There's like a a a, a little mini game you play where you have to hit it just right to make the perfect tile food. And then if you does that give you like buffs and health and yeah, stuff like same that? Same thing. So it, that part okay. does very much feel like Breath of the Wild, but it's much better than Breath of the Wild. One because of the mini game, and two, once you get proficient in making a dish, which means making it five to ten times, you can just auto make as many as you want. And you're just like, do you that's have helpful, the materials? Right? There you go. Now you have ten steaks, and it's like, shit, that's oh, so that's much nice. better than having to hear that goddamn God, song, I would love to have which was great steaks. at the beginning of Breath of the Wild, and then terrible in the middle of Breath of the Wild, where I'm like, I don't, I don't want to cook anymore because I don't want to have to deal with all this bullshit anymore. Oh my god. You know what doesn't get old when it comes to cooking? Never <laughs> once got old. Uh, Meowster chef, yeah, man, I can't. <laughs> cooking me a hot yes. meal before okay. going out to slay. I can get on board. Maybe the only good thing I watch Mouster Shell every time. <laughs> so we've established that it's that. Are you playing as a singular character? Do you have a party? Is this a group you based have, game? You, ha- you play as a singular character that you can switch out. Uh, so you technically okay. have a party of four, but you're only playing as one at a time. Although it does have multiplayer, so somebody you could play co op, and now you have two people going around in the world. Um, so you have four party slots. There are actually, I think currently there's maybe 20 characters and they're going to keep adding more. 
and this is where Checks out. things get a little potentially icky um, because this is this game is free. Oh, this got, game is free. You you can yeah. download this game. It's a gotcha, it's a gotcha game, game, right? Kind of, kind of. <laughs> What's it on, by the way? It's on. So it's, it's on, on uh, everything. No, no, it's not on everything. <laughs> it's on PS4. It's on PC. It's on phones, iOS and Android. Uh, it will be coming to Switch. And I have not okay. heard anything about an Xbox version, so not on everything. Uh, okay, I'm playing this. I'm, I'm playing things. this on PS4, which is the only system so far that doesn't have cross save because Sony. Uh, but if you played on the phone and then played on PC, you can keep your progress between those. Um, so yeah, it it is kind of a gotcha game where you it it all just feels so separate from what the game is because the game is an action-adventure RPG. You're running around, you're shooting things, you're slashing stuff. Um, but then you can go into these menus and you can make wishes. Wishes are basically just the pull styles uh, of this game. And because it's made in China, they are super strict on the gacha rules. So you can actually see, unlike some games, you can see the exact odds of everything that's happening. Uh, I would say oh, it's nice. one of the better gotchas I've seen. One, because they just seem to give you a ton of materials to, to be able to spend in that game for, for free. And then also you can, make, you can make singular wishes and just get like one chance at an item. But then if you do them in a group of 10, you don't even have to do them in a group of 10. Just every 10th one, you will gar- be guaranteed to get a a good item, a, a four-star or five-star item, which could be a character or it could be a weapon. Um, so that's... that's So really quick yeah. with that, Chase, just to run down a few high-level prices here, sure. uh, I am downloading this to iOS right now, and it looks like uh, the entry point for some of their in-game per- or in-app purchasing would be for like 60 Genesis Crystals is 99 cents. I think that's the cheapest one. They, they got a couple $5 things. It goes all the way up to a uh, hundred dollars for an in-app purchase here. Yes, but all, wow. but also, the this game has so many materials and so many currencies that all kind of feed into each other. You can kind Genesis crystals, I believe, you can kind of spend on anything. You can transfer them into what are called primo gems, and primo gems can also be used to buy lots of things like wishes. Um, you can also get a material that is just for the wishes, and then there's a different, a slightly different material that is for specific promotional wishes. So if they do a banner of here's a number of characters and a number of, of items, and these are the promo ones, but hey, there's a special kind of wish that you can grind for those. It All of that starts to sound really Fire Emblem Heroesy, which is not great and and i totally understand if anyone's like i don't know about that but also you that game doesn't require any of that shit i I think this is one of those games that you truly could play for free and have a perfectly fine time with especially if you're playing alone and not having to worry about keeping up with with other people Uh, which you can do because there it's not an mmo every instance is your own instance you have your own area your own land of of genshin impact and it's the same across all versions like nobody it's not a randomized area or anything like that but 
I have my own, and I forgot what the place is called, but I have my own Genshin Impact world. And if I do co-op, I can go over to somebody else's world, but it's not like I'm intertwining and and seeing other players while I play. So you could just play this as a Breath of the Wild style game, I guess, where it's like, I'm just playing this single player, I'm defeating bosses, I'm going through a story, um, and throughout the story, you get characters for free that are just part of the story. So you will be able to get all of the different kinds of characters that use different kinds of weapons and have different kinds of elements uh, associated with them. So you'd, you'd totally be fine to just play the game for free and not pay a single dime and not do anything and have a perfectly fine experience. You can also spend some money or spend the free stuff you get. And again, you get a ton of free stuff, especially at the beginning because they, it seems like daily they're just giving you, here's enough primo gems where you could afford a 10 star wish or a 10, 10 wishes that guarantees you a good item or a character. So there's login bonuses, lots of login bonuses. They apparently do have a battle pass that I haven't done been a part of. Um, there's also another... Does it come with a hot dog costume? No, sad, sadly, no hot dog costume. So this Damn is... It. Here's some hot information on this game, too. Sure. It's currently number one on the Adventure App Store yeah. for iOS. Um, and it's got almost 9,000 ratings, and it's at a 4.5 stars out of 5 right now. That, so that doesn't surprise people seem me. To be, it is all over the place. Yeah. In fact, it's... The thing that probably sickens me the most is that this is now like the new youtuber hotness and my my youtube channel my youtube feed is just full of uh recommendations of hey here's 10 starter tips for genshin impact i'm like fuck off ah, i don't like i watched one because it's like oh like this game has all these stupid materials i probably don't want to spend them poorly in the beginning fine i'll watch one of these videos and now it's all i get is here's a tier list of all 20 characters here's what should i do with my with my fragile resin like oh it's so i'll be your fragile resin so many so many fucking thumbnails of garbage chase chase this looks pretty anime it is and this isn't the is this is this the most is this the most anime thing you have this this episode or is this the entry point i would say i would say it's the most anime but not by much (laughs) um last thing about genshin impact Uh, i mean i think i think it's a perfectly competent game i think it's a little um as gorgeous as it is i think it's a little rough around the edges uh, you're running around the world and you're able to, to pick things off the ground, but you kind of have to stop in place just a bit uh, to be able to get the pop-up to go and to actually pick something up. So it's not just smoothly running around the world picking up items. The The combat is cool. I like that the weapons don't degrade. Big plus over, over Breath of the Wild. Fuck yeah. you, Breath of the Wild. Uh, no sleepy swords. But it each character... Like, switching between the characters I don't think is super fun, and the combo system in that game I think is fascinating with the elemental system. So basically, it, it kind of takes the idea of Breath of the Wild where where you can combine a lot of things. Like, oh, if I use this freeze time power, and then I also use this big 
Um, like, fuck, it's been a while. Like, it, it, there's stuff where you, like, freeze a ball in the air and then you hit it with gusts or something, and then it unfreezes mm-hmm. and the ball flies out, and there are all those kinds of combinations. Or, like, if you set the grass on fire, it stays on fire. Those kinds of things happen in this game, too. There's no, like, time manipulation that I've seen so far, like, like Breath of the Wild, but it's all around these elements where if I have my guy who has the ice element and I have a a girl who's got uh, the water element, she can throw these kind of like water bombs at, at enemies just as like her regular attack. And now the enemies will have a status effect called wet and wet doesn't really do anything that I've noticed. Um, But if I then switch to my ice person and he uses his frostbolt, whatever the fuck, uh, then they're frozen. And because if, a, if an enemy is wet cool. and then gets hit with the ice, they automatically freeze, which means they have super high defenses, but also don't move and don't attack. So you can get a bunch of free lessened damage, but still free damage. And, and there's all sorts of things like that. There's a, there's a game, a battle royale game that just came out called Spellbreak that a lot of people are talking about. Yeah. And, yeah, it's there's fun. a lot of Genshin Impact. There's a lot of Spellbreak in Genshin Impact. Where one of the things I saw with Spell Spellbreak is, you know, somebody puts out this big wind tornado and then throws a fireball into it, and now it's a fire tornado. You can basically do that exact thing in Genshin Impact. You have one character who throws out the tornado. You switch to your fire character. They shoot a fire arrow or whatever into it, and you get the exact same thing. Um, so it's it's interesting to play with all these different kinds of combinations. I think the combat is interesting, but I also think it feels a little stilted. It feels a little... uh, To say it feels a little Dynasty Warriors is probably too harsh. But there definitely does feel like, hey, this is the combo. And this is the combo I will just keep doing forever. And then, oh, I can do this one modifier on the combo if I want to. And and so I don't feel like the, the combat is as freeform as Breath of the Wild could sometimes feel since those are the games that we seem to be comparing here. Um, But I I still think it has some interesting things to it. Last thing, I think the story is kind of bad-ish, whatever. It's fine. It's it's like an anime story. I'm still very early in it. I'm sure more shit happens. Um, But it has one of my worst pet peeves, and that is some bullshit mascot character. And in this case, her name is Paimon. And Paimon is some little pixie fairy thing that just shows up out of nowhere and is just there with your main character. And Paimon likes to describe Paimon in the third fucking person. And I think Paimon could go fuck herself. Uh, She sucks. Uh, Her English voice actress is pixie bullshit like i mean that's that's what they're looking for so i can't say that she's doing a bad job but it sucks it sucks so much okay and she in and paimon okay. inserts paimon's self just gonna go ahead and into, uninstall this <laughs> yeah. really quick paimon is terrible and she talks all the time yeah <laughs> uh, she sucks so much who um who would you rather hang out with paimon or tiny tina <laughs> I think I broke Chase. But, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch! What a question! What a question! Um, pa, pa, is this a Paimon. game of the year category? I, I would rather I would rather hang out with Paimon. Um, 
It's fair. T- tiny okay. Tina, tiny Chase. Tina hurts my soul, but Paimon is is very very bad. Uh, I appreciate you entertaining me this long with this game because I know that you're probably chomping at the bit to tell us about another one. Uh, I I mean I am, but I think there's something kind of to it, and you know it is free, so I think Genshin Impact is worth taking a look at. Uh, I'll check yeah, it out. I mean, it, it can be... I'll download it. You can feel very buried in all the items and shit that you get, and what do all these items do, and then there are materials for crafting. I haven't done any crafting in that game, uh, but I know it's all there, and I know it's important. There's all sorts of things, ways to level up. It's it's tough to separate it from it's gotcha free-to-play bullshit, but... I think you can, and I think there's actually an interesting game underneath that stuff. And it's, uh, man, it it can be it can be tough. Like I said, it can be tough to separate from that free to play stuff. But I think if there's something cool there, I would like to keep playing it and and see if there's there's more I can get out of it. And from what I hear from these fucking YouTubers that I just can't get away from now is that this game actually is really deep and really interesting and has a lot of stuff going for it even if you are completely playing it free to play anyway that's Genshin Impact let me talk about the other potentially more exciting anime game that I played more exciting to me anyway and that is uh, closing out the weeb timber that that Bobby christened it's 13 Sentinels Aegis 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 I've played hate. I've played Hades. I know it's it's pronounced Aegis. Um, Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Uh, that game is the new Vanillaware game. The makers of Dragon's Crown, uh, Odin Sphere. You were very excited for this. Yeah, uh, Muramasa Demon Blade. I. It's been out in Japan for a while now, but it just got its English release. It has full English voice acting. And it's really good. I think I, I don't know how much we mentioned it on the show, but it has a ton of voice actors from games that you know, like Persona or Fire Emblem. Uh, you'll recognize a lot of voices in it, and they all do an extremely good job. It's made me play in English, partially for those good voices, but then also partially because when I tried to put it on Japanese, uh, there's so much ambient dialogue that's also happening that is all subtitled it's cool that it all gets subtitled but there's just so much and it pops in and out so quickly it it's, it's overwhelming and i can't read it all and i just was like okay i need to switch it back to english so i can at least catch what's being said because i think the writing in this game is pretty good and i i like i like hearing more of it i like seeing more of it 13 sentinels Aegis rim is kind of two games in one uh technically maybe even three (laughs) is it wow it's it's not it's i I think that game gives a very weird first impression for what that game ends up being uh when you play the tutorial you will go through uh just a number of chapters a number of sessions or waves or whatever they call them and you get introduced to a number of the characters. Not all 13 of them, but a number of the characters. I think it's eight. And you'll see you get a little bit of story, and you uh, see into their lives a little bit. You see what timeline they're in, because this game has a lot of different timelines that people are jumping in and out of that can be very confusing. And I think that's what the game is trying to convey, because there's 
a different part of the game that is kind of unwrapping that mystery and trying to figure out what the fuck is actually going on. But that's not the story mode, <laughs> uh, which is interesting. Um, but then you'll also run into these real-time strategy style fights. And yeah, I'm, I'm watching some gameplay of this right yeah, now. Yeah. It's, 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 it's much different. It's, it's, it's very odd. You, you go into the kind of this heads up display. You're not seeing your robots fight. You're kind of seeing the projection of these robots fighting. It's, it's, it, it's like a grid. Yeah, it's, I would say it's it's even closer to something like Near Automata when you go into the the programming stuff and do that shooter stuff. It's like mm-hmm. oh, it's like a representation yep. of what's happening, but it's not like you're not seeing what's happening exactly. Uh, so you're just seeing like a bunch of stuff light up on a on a computer screen kind of thing, and you're manipulating that, and it's got a cool look to it for sure. But you control these different sentinels, these different big mechs that that the the different main characters are inside and of course because it's anime when they're inside the robot they aren't wearing any clothes because you know that's anime but, that's, who, okay. who knows why, where the clothes would go you? I don't know okay. is is that a usual thing for uh, <laughs> mech suit anime uh, n- no but it's it's something that you hand wave away and just go oh right Japan Okay, and, and and do they do they keep a change of clothes inside the mech so that before I, I they get it, out they it, can get dressed it's, again? It's kind of just no clothes allowed. It's kind of like the Hulk, where you know it's like, oh hey, I had clothes and now I suddenly don't have clothes, and now I okay. unHulk and it's like, oh yeah, I guess my clothes are back now. I, I, the Hulk doesn't quite do that, but you know it. It's like the clothes. He's got the stretchy pants. Come back. Like they they're, they come back. They're fine. Like the clothes are just in like a weird dimension and then they're back. And it's it's all just like Metal Gear Solid, like head head um, talking heads anyway. When you see the people in the mechs, so it's not mm-hmm. like they're showing anything, but it's like, hey, uh, I'm naked in I here. Mean, what the fuck? You, yeah, I I was watching a part of this gameplay, and I could tell that the person was at least yeah. shirtless. And do they explain why it's that way, or is it just that? Uh, if they've ex- if like, they've there explained a it, it's canonical reason behind if it. If they have explained it. And I don't think they've explicitly said so. It's it's about interfacing with the robot. They have talked about like being uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, well. they, they've talked about being uncomfortable and and what is this? The any Mass Effect yeah. three? Somebody's like, oh, it feels <laughs> like my my legs are getting crushed or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's it's your body, it's your nerves uh, getting acquainted with the robot. I, I'm sure that's what bullshit they would say. That part is that part is Very extremely acquainted. unimportant to the game. I just wanted to say because I thought you guys would appreciate the animeness of it. Um, it's that's so <laughs> I feel combat, it. I feel it. I see it. I hear the combat it. is kind of this weird mix of real time strategy and turn based strategy where it does have basically an active time battle system, which I normally hate, but I think they do it OK here. Uh, you're seeing the whole field. You see enemies pop in. And when your meter fills up and it's it's your turn you can go into your character and then time freezes while you pick your attack and when you pick your attack you get a number of different ones um different sentinels different styles of sentinels have different kinds of attacks so one might have a big railgun that can shoot a bunch of enemies in a single line others that fly might be able to uh 
fly over to a big group of enemies and then put out these multi-lock missiles that just blow up a bunch of shit around them. Uh, others can put out little sentry guns that will, will do some damage for them. Others can just put shields out. Uh, there's lots of different things that you can kind of do. So there is a real strategic element to the battles. And I think the battles are super cool. You're, it's all a little bit tower defense because you're, you're all trying to defend the Aegis, the, these different areas around uh, Japan that are keeping these enemies away. Uh, again, I'm not super into the story to this point to know what these kaiju thing are that are coming for the Aegis are, why they matter, or what's going on in the story whatsoever. But I can tell you that the combat is fun. It's it's really interesting, especially when you get to missions where you get to control more than just one or two. Uh, I've had missions where I'm controlling up to six, and that gets really interesting to start to strategize. You have enemies coming from everywhere. You have flying enemies that can only be hit by certain uh, certain types of attacks. You have these huge guys that you really want to go up and knock them out of their attacks before they can actually get them off. Um, you have melee mechs that you want to go behind enemies and get backstab damage to. I think there's some really cool strategic elements to the way that game plays in the combat. And that's all really fascinating. But the story stuff is is what I think is maybe the most fascinating, the most the, the reason I keep coming back to that game, because I just think it's interesting. I think it's really well... Uh, I think the art in that game is fantastic, which VanillaWare does... It has a really... Uh, yeah, it looks really VanillaWare pretty. always kills it when it comes to art. And they've especially killed it here. The, the the backgrounds in this game are gorgeous. The the golden hour style, like they always seem to find these gorgeous sunset areas that I I just want to take photos of. In fact, the maybe the worst thing in this game for me is that because everything is subtitled, even even when the English voice acting is on, it still gets subtitled in English just for the UI elements. And I want to turn that off so I can take better photos um, because I don't want all this fucking text up there. And this game doesn't have a photo mode that I've been able to find. So it's really just like trying to take as many photos as I can while the characters are doing the interesting animations. And, and cause their mm. idle stuff isn't, isn't all that interesting to me, but it's, it's like, Oh, that's like, Oh, that looks so good. And if I can just get a photo in this right position and, Sometimes I've gotten it and sometimes I haven't, which is just making me play the game even longer and catch even less of the story when I'm just thinking about how cool the photo is that I want to take. Uh, but I think the, the stuff that's in there is, is really, really interesting. And then kind of the third element to that game, you, you learn after you finish all the tutorial stuff, is that it doesn't just go story, robot fight, story, robot fight, story, robot fight you get done with that tutorial and then it says okay cool here's the game now and the game puts you in a menu that says well what do you want to do now do you want to do more robot fights because here's a section that's all robot fights you can do you can do all these waves of robot fights and if you do more waves you get more experience and more materials that can help you keep gaining more of those robot fight stuff and also unlock story elements or you can go into the story stuff and now it's just straight story. I can just take on these chapters. I can pick one of the characters. Uh, 
and and just kind of go through a chapter of their story and i might unlock more story elements that will unlock other things for other people but you can kind of just keep playing a bunch of story stuff if you want to and then there's a third game and i wouldn't even really call it a game because it's just like a big codex which is here's everything and you're you're getting a bunch of little hints of things during both the story stuff and as rewards for the robot fights and you're able to unlock different things in the codex and learn more about characters, learn more about the different timelines, learn more about companies that are fake companies that are in the game that might be doing some shady shit. And I think all of that is just really cool, but it's also very weird to go through a tutorial and think, okay, this is just kind of what the game is. And the game says, no, 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 you actually have much more freedom than that. And you can just kind of pick and choose whatever you want. And for a story-based game, it feels kind of weird to have the non-linearity of saying, well, I want to just jump into this guy's story for a chapter and then maybe go into this girl's thing. And then maybe I just want to do like five robot fights and that'll be fun. And I'll just do my five robot fights. It's, it's, it's weird. It's cool, but it's really, really weird. But it's really cool. (laughs) Nice, it man. It looks like something I might even Yeah. I uh, again, I, I think the, the story stuff, the, the voice acting, the music, the art is enough to bring somebody in and go, look at how cool this game looks. Look at the, the, the mood, the vibe it has. It's, it's just really inviting in that way. And then I think the combat is strategic and interesting enough to keep you interested if that's what you're into. And you can totally play this game and just do a bunch of the robot fights and get better at the robot fights. And that's kind of cool, too. I I really like this, even though it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be. But yeah, it's 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 nice, great. man. And I feel bad that I've that Genshin Impact came out. And I was like, well, I need to play this on my PS4. And I was like, man, I was kind of getting into 13 Sentinels and I want to play more of that, too. Anyway. Well, what else have you been up to, Chase? Is there anything else you want to talk about this uh, week? Yeah, two two things, but one of them is more of Johnny's thing. I'm going to let him take the lead. And the other one, it's, it's more of a follow-up because you guys have talked about this on previous podcasts. But I finally got to fucking play Hades, which I've been waiting for forever. It was good, right? You guys got to play Hades before me. <sighs> we did. We had early we access because we're VIPs. Yes, we are. VIPCs is what <laughs> I think what you mean. Um, Ooh. No, uh, He's Bobby VIPs. Yeah, very, very good. Hey. Notorious VIPs. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, Hades fucking rules. Why is Hades the best game you've played this year? Mm. <laughs> that man. You know what? Hades your baseball chase. Well, go. That's not even fair because one game you play and the other game you absolutely do not play. <laughs> um, Hades fucking rules. Just I will 100% that, Can I, say that Hades fucking rules. Is it the best Supergiant game? Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah. It yeah. should be harder to make that decision because I think there are a lot of really good Super Giant games. I think all of Super Giant's yep. games are good. I just like them in varying degrees. But Hades, I think, is the absolute best one, and I think it's the absolute best one because it takes the, all the best elements of their previous games. Yeah, but also yep. says let's do something different at the same time and throw in this roguelike, and the roguelike itself extremely good Hades is taking a bunch of different great ideas from a bunch of different games not just not just super giant stuff 
and I think it's made for just a, a really compelling, interesting game that I want to keep coming back to like, time and time again. Uh, Patrick Klepek, and we're going to talk about Splunky here in a second because that's the other game that I've played that, that Johnny's also played. Uh, Patrick Klepek actually just came out with an article today that really summed up a lot of my feelings. Uh, the headline is, I was ready for Splunky 2, and then Hades showed up. And that's exactly how I feel. Like, I, I thought Splunky 2 was this game that, I, that I've that i been waiting for, for years for, that I've wanted to play. This is mm-hmm. the sequel to what I've called a perfect game before. So, obviously, I should be interested in playing Splunky 2. And then I play, like, one round of Hades and go, no, this is better. <laughs> it's it's better. This is, this is like yep. the Parks and Rec thing of of chris traeger making his veggie veggie burger thing that's also all sorts of perfect and has saffron in it and then ron swanson Mm -hmm. comes in and he's like then ron shows up it's meat on a bun put ketchup on it if you want or don't i don't care and it's just way better it's just way better (laughs) it's it's very good i god what i can tell and i've said this before in the show and i've said it a lot offline not that like my opinion or my experience matters and should be used as weight for anything but you two know me very well and you know that this is a genre that i've appreciated and never ever felt like i had a place Mm -hmm. in and for a game to what what are some of the roguelikes you've tried hollow knight dead cells Cells. i've done spelunky but okay Eh, it's more of a i guess metroidvania um You've, you've given some, yeah. Sure. And I would say Dead Cells yeah, is I've, probably the closest one to this in that there's some persistent kind of stuff that you get. Uh, it's mm, it's a it's a much more action-based one, for sure. There's a lot of like cool, quick enemy fighting. But even I'm over here going like, yeah, I really like Dead Cells. Dead Cells was a great game. And I'm going like, no, Hades... <laughs> Hades just kicks the shit out of it. I, like and John, you know, I don't know if Johnny it, said that he was playing uh, Dead Cells over the weekend to me. We were just chatting, and I'm like, "Why? Why? Why were you doing that?" He's like, "Oh, because I'm on my Switch." And I'm like, "Yeah, Hades is on Switch," and he's like, "Well, it, it makes sense because he's got his PC save and cross save isn't there yet, and so he hasn't gotten it on Switch." And I was like, "Okay, fine. If you have to, if you have I, to scrape okay. the bottom of the barrel, I, was, I guess Dead Cells is close. okay." I was, look, you know, we, when we traveled to the farm, like most of the time I don't have cell service. And so I was toying with the idea. I was like, okay, if I use my hotspot, I should have service long enough to load up the eShop and download this. Well, and then I decided not to, cause I just thought that was crazy. It, it, it would be um, crazy, but I would totally understand so, if you did it. <laughs> I, yeah, I no, did I'm, pick it up I'm, on the yeah. switch. I wasn't going to, but I picked it up cause I wanted to play it with cross safe. Yeah. And I think Supergiant is fully deserving of that support for how great of a job they did. And also, what is it, 25 bucks? So yeah. it's still, you buy it twice, you're still in less than what you'd pay for, you know, a AAA yeah. game. On and one I think you'd get a lot more so. time out of it, too. Because it, it's... I agree. The, the great things mm-hmm. to me, and I think we've kind of mentioned this on the podcast before when you guys were singing its praises, but one, because it takes all these great things from from super giant games of the past like all the different weapons feel amazing and i think that's a lot of bastion influence mm-hmm. all the the yep. character boons that you get all the the powers and things that you start mixing and matching that is very transistor like and i think it's done extremely well 
even better than Transistor did it. Um, it's it is. I think the most amazing thing is how much story there is in this game. Like it's a roguelike. It's a game that yeah. is made yeah. to be played again and again and again. Repetition is the name of the game, and in when you play anything else like Dead Cells, it's just oh you've died, plop back into the starting area and go again. Yeah. Spelunking, back. you died. Yeah. Fuck you. Go play it again. You don't you don't get anything like Rogue Legacy. Yeah, you buy a couple of upgrades after you die, and then you get back out there and you do it again. There's no there's no story to it. Uh, it you just like it's not a game. It's not a genre built for story. And Supergiant came in yeah, and said, you, "You die and you go exactly. again." No, but no, Supergiant no. came I, in and said, "No, there like there's we can we can build some story around this, and they've built yeah. so much story around this, and it works so but well." I think that. Also, like to really land the plane there, guys, is that death is defeat in those other games where death is the legitimate story vessel in this yeah. game. From like, a narrative perspective, like die- from a yeah. gameplay yeah. perspective, like dying isn't the end in Hades. I mean, you no. are you are a Greek demigod uh, being the son of Hades. You're meant to just come back, like not even come back to life. You're dead. Like you're in Hades. That's the whole point. Like, you keep dying yep. and you keep it's, coming back to the one place that you're trying to escape. It makes perfect sense from a narrative thing. And then also from a gameplay perspective is it has that kind of rogue legacy element where I'm trying to build a persistent character, even though I'm also going out and doing the roguelike thing and getting some randomized things every time I go out and try again. Like in the movie The Sandlot, the whole premise of that movie is trying to, to get the ball back. And if they, if they would have got the ball in the first try or if the ball would have not been something they could get, like, that's that's it. Watching them go through that narrative of how they failed getting the ball, what they learned from the failures and how that progresses the story and you learn more about it, like, that is what Hades is doing with this genre. And I think it's so fucking clever how they're doing this. And it makes it feel like sometimes I just want to die. I want to hear who's going to talk shit on me. I want to know how that's going to change things back there. Yeah. Like. Like I, so, I love, I love that so much. So what you're saying, Bobby, is Hades is the Sandlot of roguelikes. Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect okay. sense when you when you hear it like that. <laughs> I mean, Zeus is in there too. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's great that there is a mechanical reason for for the death to work out because you play. Mm-hmm. Like Hades is not a game you're meant to beat on your first try. I, I theoretically, I suppose you could you you could make it through on your very first playthrough, and and just get to the end and finish it. Um, but you're meant to die. You're meant to continue to build your character. You're meant to add upgrades, unlock more weapons, uh, get these trinkets, build relationships. Like you, you're you're meant to do all of these things for the game, and a game like Spelunky is taking the Dark Souls kind of approach, where it's the only thing you take with you run to run is experience, like not even not even game experience. It is it is my experience, my mind experience of playing the game, yeah, and and knowing okay, I need to watch out for those arrow traps next time. Okay, I need to watch out for with the way this mole digs and and how this mole works. But you're not you're not taking something tangible with you where Hades does, moles. and that's that's a that's something that is contentious within the roguelike community of, of whether you want some kind of permanence like that. But 
I think because we've talked about it as a narrative experience too, that all the all the gods that are trying to help you escape Hades, it's it's all about this learning experience for Zagreus, the 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 main character. He is he is right. meant to be locked and trapped in Hades forever, no matter how much he fights it. So when he loses, it just makes sense from the story perspective. Yeah, you couldn't do it. It was made for you not to do. You're supposed to fail, but you keep trying, you keep trying, you keep trying, and eventually you might make it out. I have not made it out yet. I've gotten to the final boss uh, like four or five times at this point since it came out a couple weeks Man. ago, and I, I, cannot, I cannot beat him. I cannot beat him. He is. I, I can't get to the place where I have enough health and healing items and death defiances, which is also another great mechanic in this game, uh, to to just overcome the extra bullshit he throws at you near the end. I think I've gotten him down to a third of his health at one point, and I thought I was going to do it, and then I just instantly got roasted. But that game is great. I love. I love that game I, so much. I, I love it too. Uh, I love it so much as well. I, I like playing with all the different weapons. I love that they will randomly decide, hey, this weapon's going to give you 20% more of this currency if you use it, which just encourages you to say, yeah, you know what? I haven't used the, the gauntlets in a while. I guess I should play with the gauntlets one time. And then you play with them and you go, oh, yeah, these are really good. Maybe I should keep playing more with the gauntlets. Um, but it also doesn't doesn't penalize you for just playing with your favorite weapon as many times as you want. Right. Um, right. It's it's great. I really really love it. I knew I was going to love it from everything that I'd seen and heard yeah. and read and hearing you guys talk about it when you got to play it. And it's it's all of that and more. Hades will one hundred percent be in my top ten list. It's yeah. It's in contention for number one right now. But number one is also extremely contentious for me because I think there are a lot of games that could go in yeah. that slot. Well, Chase, I was going to give an update on Hades as well this week, and I was able to piggyback on what you had to say there. I, I had not played a lot of it. I wanted to check it out with 1.0 coming out. And like I think one of the bigger things that I encountered since that release that we didn't touch on quite yet is um, Meg's sisters fighting against yeah. them. The other Furies are real that, bitches. Yeah. Yeah, they're much harder. Yeah. They're much harder than her. Yeah. I, I, Tissiphony, uh, so, I think, is the one that I hate the most. Uh, is that the one that's, like, dead? That's the one who just screams murder and murderer all the time. And yeah. I don't even think she's be- too bad. It's that she'll teleport you into smaller and smaller rooms that yeah. make her projectiles yeah. way harder to dodge. That is That sucks. Yeah. She doesn't suck nearly yep, as much as I beat as her Theseus, today. Though. Theseus can go suck my dick. Fuck you, Theseus. <laughs> <laughs> She's rough. They're all rough. Like you, Furies are rough. Bull is fine, but Theseus and just damn spear and shield bullshit. That guy. That guy can do bad things. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so, outside of playing Hades, I went. I I went ahead because peer pressure is a motherfucker, and I knew I only had until March. Decided to play Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I also decided to play this because the well was a little dry for new content of things. And I wanted to play that's something not, different because I've true. been... You just heard me tell you about the wealth of games that you could be playing, Bobby. If only you liked anime. <laughs> so... Bobby me, likes Persona 5. He, he, does, he loves well, anime. 
I, I am anime. So, Bobby, I, um, I also bought this, but I didn't spend any time playing Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which... Yeah. I haven't bought it at all. Good for you, Johnny. <laughs> Bobby, which one did you play? As I've played all three. Why? <laughs> I think you because mean you played I, all three. Yeah. I've, I've played all three. There's only two games in that So, I, and I've, now... What's this mystery third it's game? It's amazing how they skipped over the entire GameCube generation Nintendo did. Like, no Mario games came out on that. Like, we, we talked about it on the last episode. It was Luigi's Mansion. Guys, when did Super Mario Sunshine stopped. get bad? Because I don't remember it being that it always, bad. It it's bad. It was that always bad. bad. It was always that bad, Bobby. So, here's what I'll say. I, I don't need to spend a lot of time here on this, this game. Fuck Sunshine. This is... If you have no idea, Super Mario 3D All-Stars is Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. One of those games I never completed. Uh, that would be Mario Galaxy. And it's the best one! I never... So, I don't disagree. I think it's a fine Mario game. I don't particularly... It's I think the biggest problem... I mean, it's not the best Mario game, but it's the best yeah. Mario collection. I think that... Look, we owe a great debt to Mario 64, and I will never shit on that game. It is a very important game to me. I think it's probably better as a memory than an active thing to play in 2020. And I only say that, well, I say for two reasons. One, it feels very cheap what they've done with this game. They've done nothing. It feels... I think think that's part of the problem. It feels very cheap, cheap. Oh, God. And Johnny. the other piece of it too is, <laughs> God damn it, is the, and this is the same, I can say this for every one of these games, they all control like absolute dog shit. And that has been such a hurdle for me to get over in playing these games is how piss poor the controls are. Mario 64 is really bad really 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 bad yeah, with camera. I mean camera. it was made in an era when they didn't understand I mean, how cameras worked. They yeah. literally had four we stupid had yellow buttons. buttons on that stupid N64 right. controller. I like the N64 controller, but the C buttons are terrible. And and that's what they yeah. thought cameras worked like. And this would be the perfect time to say, "Hey, we've modernized the fucking controls to have like left uh, left and right stick like dual thumbstick aiming." And right. they didn't do it, and that sucks. Ugh. It seems like uh, this is kind of a hastily put together bundle of games. Because yeah, that's what, fair. What did they really do? You know, at least like the original Super Mario All Stars, they put a fresh coat of paint on all those games. And I know that we said last week or the week before, that's not how we prefer to play those games now. However, 3D games age. Far less better than 2D game 2D games they, do. They did opinion. improve a little bit of the visuals on Sunshine and its yeah, 1080p re- on stuff. Like Galaxy. They did they did the minimum yeah. effort on any of that stuff, and they also added like a, a music gallery. Like you can you can go in and listen to all the different music tracks, and that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they so I can that. tell you right now, there's there's th- there's three Mario games on the Switch that you should play, that you shouldn't sleep on, you shouldn't miss okay. whatsoever. You should definitely play Mario and Rabbids. Okay, 100% that's not the one I thought game. you would start with, mm-hmm. but sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going in order here. You should play 
fucking absolutely play Super yes. Mario Odyssey because or Mario Odyssey. I'm sorry. And then you That's should play Paper good. Mario. Yeah. Those are the three. Those is it? It might be. Those are the three Mario games that you should play on your Switch. You shouldn't play these three games on your Switch. Maker on the Switch that's also pretty good. Never, never, touched, never it. touched it. It doesn't mean that it's not a good Mario game. It's I'm quite, not saying quite good. So How, okay, here's here's what I, I really want to know out of all of this because 64, yeah. yeah, they didn't do anything to it. It still controls like the same old shit that it did before. Fine, whatever. It still yep. works. Sunshine still garbage. Yep. Still has inverted controls. Still completely unfun. Whatever. But it's still it's still that game. Mario Galaxy has to be different because that game was on the Wii. That game had Wiimote and nunchuck yep. controls, and you can't just bring those over. And I know they've explained a little no. bit of how that works in various ways that. On in handheld mode, you can use the touch screen as a pointer to be able to pick up yeah. those star bits. Um, I, I, I think it kind of works with the pro controller. I think I it doesn't does, work yeah, great. How does, how does that it's game? A, it, it feels it, are you playing with Joy Cons? I, I have, I've tried that's the that's the first way I tried it, and it fucking felt bad and dumb, like it didn't. I couldn't get an accurate read when I had to point at the screen. Because here's the thing that sucks about this game. Any of the menus... All pointer control. Yeah. <laughs> you have to... All pointer control. So, like, there's not any good way to do this. And the menu... Like, the, the accuracy of having two Joy-Cons isn't fucking great. So, I scratched that. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to get my uh, Pro Controller out. So, you get the Pro Controller out. And the game plays much better that way but then you have this awkward controller that you're trying to this oh you're tilting it yes that's how you're it's it's fucking terrible it's just like the puzzles in breath of the wild that required you to like turn your controller upside down and move it like it's fucking stupid what they should have done now see i like those because you could break it and yeah but you can't break your way through some of the shrines and i actually had a good time with that but the thing here Um, also touchscreen is fucking uncomfortable. It's just not comfortable. And like, I don't want to, the other thing, I don't want to grease up my screen either when I'm playing this and have like smudges all over it. What are you eating? Sausages? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I like to fire up Mario galaxy with a fresh can of Vienna sausage. You got to sue me. You got a bag of quesaritos next to you. I'm going to Sonic and I'm getting some fucking fried cheese and I'm playing Mario galaxy. (laughs) Sue me. So I mean, at the end you, of the day, though, Sonic, I think Mario probably would sue you. That's can't can't have that. probably would. Oh hey, oh. But here's the problem: none of that shit works. It feels fucking bolted on and forced. Map it to the fucking thumbstick. Give me a modifier trigger to pull down, and then I can push the the thumbstick around and do this shit. It would work or, so much better. Fuck Starbits. Starbits are stupid. <laughs> I know. Because you know what's awkward as hell? Playing in handheld mode, and then the uh, when you're going into the galaxies where you have to like tap and like tap and hold, and then Mario starts to yep. float up towards it. I'm, that sucks. I That's fucking. It. That sucks. It's bad. It's bad. It, this it, this is one of the most frustrating things Nintendo has put out would ever. You, okay. Would you say that this would qualify for most disappointing? Yes. Yeah, I, I think it would. Would you recommend so? 
It sounds to me, because I was planning on buying this game, but now I don't think I should. <laughs> Even if it is a timed exclude, not, not timed, well, but. King, do you have a means to play those other games? I have a PC, don't I? <laughs> so I think that answers your question there. Um, and honestly, like, this is a better, it's like a museum, right? Like, I would. It's it's nice to know that I can go and see these things. It's nice to know that I have them. I like the Switch a whole lot. I don't think that in the next 10 years, like, I, I think Nintendo has found their, this yeah. is it. Like, the Switch it, is kind of it for them. Like, it, what they're going to be doing. It sucks that the best way to play so, these three games yeah. is is to buy a Wii. <laughs> because the Wii, the Wii can yeah. play games. You're not wrong. Games, so you can get Sunshine on there. The Wii had the virtual console, so you yep. can get Mario 64. And yep. that's the best way to play Mario Galaxy is, is still. Is the virtual console yeah, closed on the Wii? Yes, is this, the, the Wii shop is closed. Yeah. But uh, that is still technically the best way you could have played all three. Yeah. Um, this, this bums me out because you guys know I have vocalized for years now how badly I want like an H, like a remaster or whatever of Galaxy. Um, and so to hear it's all just kind of, kind of busted and frustrated, like at the very least very frustrating to play at times, like... That really bothers me. I mean, me this out. is and this is the bed Nintendo's put, made. Like they've they they yeah. wanted to get quirky and weird with the Wii, and it was a huge success for them, and it was great at the time for sure. But still, this I, like this just makes me wish that they had yeah. remade those games, or you know, put out the Galaxy bundle, and it's completely modernized controls with upgraded textures. Yeah, ab- and absolutely, and all they that jazz. they have put in Dude. the work before. I mean, you think of something like the the Twilight Princess HD. And yeah, Twi- Twilight Twilight yeah, Princess did come out like, on the GameCube, so that's basically that version that you're getting on the on the uh, on the Switch or on the Wii U when they made it there. I mean, um, but they they have shown that they can do the work to make those games play in a way that you'd want to play them. And we're about to see what they do yeah. with with Pikmin Three. And because that game's coming out uh, in October, late October, we'll mention that. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, Nintendo kind of has this anchor, this albatross around their neck of you have these games that people really like, like Mario Galaxy 1 and Mario Galaxy 2, which they have not said anything about, which is terrible. Um, what do you think comes first? Do you think they'll add Mario Galaxy 2 to this collection? Or do you think they'll add Tony Hawk Three to Tony Hawk One and Two? <laughs> I think Tony Hawk yes, Three. I also, Tony I Hawk. also agree. Le, le, so um, le, let me put this. this. Yeah, go ahead, Bobby. I was just because I, I want to make sure that we can keep moving forward here. I'll, I'll say this about wrapping up that Mario experience. I can go into Mario Odyssey, and I can go to the the Mushroom Kingdom level, and I can go into the world of Mario sixty four and get that itch scratched really well. And I can put the suit on and look just like it. And it's really fucking cool, and that was a very powerful moment of nostalgia for me playing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that almost like made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> the first time. I yeah, did but that. you said the right um, word there. It's nostalgia. So yeah. me over yeah, right. here, uh, I bought a, a Nintendo sixty four at a pawn shop secondhand. So I did. It didn't come with Super Mario sixty four. I played Super Mario sixty four a little bit at friends' places on their systems. But I never owned that game until way later and to the point where it's like, I'm not playing Nintendo 64 games anymore. I just want to have the game to say I have the game. Um, I, I've barely played that game. I've never finished it, certainly. 
uh, there's a ton of worlds that I've never been to. I've just, I've beaten King Bob-omb a thousand times because I would always start a new save when I was at a friend's place, and that's mm-hmm. the one mission I would do, and then it'd be time for me to go home. Man. So that's all I've really done. I would like to play more Mario 64. When I played the Super Mario Odyssey and got to that place, I'm like, oh yeah, this looks like a thing I saw, but not a thing I experienced. And and so it's not yeah. enough for me. This collection, when I heard about it, I was like, perfect. This is my chance to play Super Mario 64. And technically that is true. But also it sounds like it's not a great experience or, or at least it hasn't been modernized it's a frustrating the, to one. the point that you'd want it to be and to make it feel like a, like a great game these days. And that's, that's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's like the big one this week. Um, yeah. I did play some Hades, as I mentioned. I'm really taken with Deep Rock Galactic still. I've, I've probably played yeah, that the most. Yeah, I thought that was going to be like a one-week, hey, this is what we talk about on the show this week, and then you guys wouldn't mention it ever again. I thought the it would be the really Final good, Fantasy man. 14 of, of uh, casual hour games. Oh. <laughs> I just deleted Look, I just deleted that from my PS4 Chase. because of like these motherfuckers are never going to play this game again and I'm also I, never I'm happy to <laughs> I'm happy to announce that I have uh prestige my scout so when you hit level 25 um it opens up a lot more of the game there's there's like now deep dives and you can start to do like overclocking of your weapons and do some really cool shit with just the builds that you can have cuz there's the scout engineer there's a driller and there's a gunner um i have a secondary character that i'm working on right now as a gunner class as well and everybody has like a support world a support role as well and as i was playing with some higher level guys that were playing as gunners some of these boss battles you get into are just fucking insane and they do these really intricate builds of zip lines or people you know i i have been yeah man yeah is that is that so johnny and i last night Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's it's great. So, I can tell you, like, what I really wanted to talk about this week, because I've already told you a little bit about the game, was, you know, that I've upgraded my character. I've, I've gotten to that, that place with it. I've maxed out all the stuff as far as, like, stats go on my scout. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the community for this game, because, play, like, as a longtime Destiny player, like, you can definitely hop into shit and do things there, and that's really cool. But I have never found a community that is more excited for new players, that is more excited to help new players and that takes their time to make you feel welcome and regardless of your skill or if you completely biff something like the scout class that i play as has a grappling hook and you can really start zipping around the map there's been some times that i've just (laughs) ate shit or i fell miscalculated and just died in really really poor times but uh hopping into like a voice chat with people and they're like hey it's all right you know like we're just I've been playing wow. for not two o- years, and it's great to see all these new people. Voice, voice too—that's yeah. extremely mm-hmm. impressive. And you're playing this on PC, correct? I'm playing it on PC, yes. and the only reason I've done some voice stuff is uh, so it's not always on. It's just like a, a push to talk function, and so it's really easy because they do have a ping system, but like it'll—you just say what it is. So like the engineer class has a gun that shoots platforms out. And as a scout, like I can grapple up to things, but I don't have a way to land on it sometimes. And so I'm like, hey, engineer, I need a platform on this sure. this tag. And it would just be something like very specific there. Um, the community's great. The, the game has a very, very good loop. 
I know it's on Xbox and PlayStation. I've heard it's coming to Switch and, and uh, PlayStation as well. I think that this is an absolute great podcast game. You can play it solo and be very set up and just kind of go and get some resources. This would be a fun game to like either spend an entire night or like, hey, we just we just did like a crazy strike on Destiny. Let's run through like two quick missions on uh, Deep Rock just to kind of wind down tonight. And I, I can't say enough good things about it. I'm completely taken by how much I enjoy it and how surprised I am by this game. It's very, very good. The one thing I will throw out there that is a bit of a frustration right now, they do offer cross-play between Xbox and PC only if you purchase the game on Xbox. So it's buy anywhere. So you can buy it on the Windows Store and you can buy it on the Xbox and then you can have it on both. But if you have it on Steam, which is where Johnny and I have it, you cannot play with people on Xbox. So That's that's lame. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I... This... And uh, this did officially release this year at yep. early access. So yep. uh, I would say that this would be a good uh, best surprise candidate because mm-hmm. I this was not on my radar whatsoever. Best debut. Yeah, and it's we got it's got, we got great, months before we need to really worry yeah. about that stuff. <laughs> I know, uh, I know, Let's I made now. the note for game of the year tonight, but we don't have to decide our game of the year tonight. Thirteen Sentinels. We, latest uh, let's let's do it right now. <laughs> Hades. So, um, I, I, Johnny, is there anything that you want to? I'm going to hand it over to Johnny. That's that's the end of it for me. I want to make sure that we can move forward. We got a little bit more show left. But Johnny, anything uh, you want to add on that? Uh, no, it's just I was having uh, like a bit of a, a rough day last week, and you and I hopped on, played some Deep Rock, and it it took my mind off of things. And it's just it's got such a good loop to it. Chase, you, I think you would definitely dig this game. I I'm really sure do. I'm sure I would. I think it's it's finding the time. Uh, it's, I mean, it's got to come out on Switch. I'm not. I don't have a PC, so I'm definitely not playing it there. Um, well, I mean, it's probably Steam on Mac too. I'm sure there's a Mac version of this, right? I I, I think I haven't I'd checked myself. So I, I um, technically I could that, play it, but that's not the way I'd want to play it. It, it doesn't require a whole lot visually to to go like it's got pretty low. Oh yeah, uh, I'm low sure my MacBook Pro it. can do it. I just I, that's not the way I want to play a game like that. I imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure. necessarily opposed. I think it's finding the time to make that happen, and then by the time it does come to Switch, I'd be interested to see if you guys are still playing it, or if this is another one of your flavor of the month things that that you go through <laughs> occasionally. I, I need to put more time into it because so far I've only played with Bobby and I know he's he's played a lot more than I have. Um, the only other thing I've put any significant amount of time into besides that in Hades, which I already talked about uh, at length with you guys, is Spelunky 2. And uh, I know, Bobby, you and I talked earlier today and you said uh, on the podcast, like, um, you know, you don't feel as strongly about this as you do Hades, but I think I feel equally as strong about both of those games um like they they do you know they're they are roguelikes but they're also two very different games and they i get something different from each one say say exactly what i said i mean let's just pull the fucking band-aid off i haven't played splunky 2 but i said that (laughs) my exact words and this is going to cause some shit and i don't mean for it to but is that spunky spelunky pales in comparison to hades and that is just my very personal opinion on it. Um, I'm sure, like 
that's ruffling some feathers. And I know people have a very strong affinity for that game, and I do respect it. But for me personally, it pales in comparison. And that's totally fine. You're wrong, but it's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> Here, here's here's the thing. Um, I don't think he's wrong. <laughs> like. <laughs> and I'm, I'm specifically talking for Spelunky 2 here. Again, I mentioned it earlier. I think Spelunky 1 is is one of the most perfect games I have played in terms of mechanics. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it might not necessarily be one of my favorite games, but it's it's certain and it's up there on that list too. But it's I think mechanically that game just comes together so well. Yeah, and it's it's, it's like that, that incredible machine. Yeah, it's that refined. incredible machine. Um, yeah, I have not played a lot of Splunky Two, and I mentioned it's kind of because of Hades. But mm-hmm. my problems with Splunky Two are one, it's way too much like the original Splunky. Like, I'm, it, it's making me really appreciate a game like Risk of Rain Two that said, if you want to play Risk of Rain, we have a game for you. It's called Risk of Rain. It's still very good, and you can play it on all the same systems that you can play Risk of Rain 2 on. We have Risk of Rain 2 because it's a completely new experience. It's a new style of experience, and we're doing something really different with it and interesting. And when I'm playing Splunky 2, it feels like all the trappings are a little bit different, but the game is the same. Like it It is still bombs. It is still ropes. It is still whip. It is... The only, the only real difference I've I've found is that they default to run now instead of to walk. Um, that's like, and also I changed that the, was, I changed that back that because I'm getting it's used wrong. to. It's bad. Don't do that. Um, Derek, you, I love you. You're you're one I've of the best designers ever. One. That was a bad choice. Don't <laughs> don't do that. Um, here um, here's the deal for me. I know that this is a good game. I know in my heart that Splunky 2 is extremely well made, extremely well thought out. There's so many new and cool things that I would eventually like to see. But that game is very, very difficult to start. Like like the original Splunky was. Because you uh-huh. come in with basically yep. no knowledge. And in this game, even worse, because you come in with Splunky 1 knowledge. And it tries to undercut you in it's lots wrong. of different ways to go, yeah. oh, hey, remember when you thought you were safe in Splunky 1? You're not safe in Splunky 2 in the same ways. So you now have new things to worry about, new things to watch out for. And it takes a lot of getting used to. And I'm not used to that. And it's not friendly. And it's not built to be friendly. And I want to and I want to say that's okay. I'm not no. saying it's wrong. But Hades comes in and says, we are friendly. Also, we're fucking awesome. And there's a there's a mix between difficulty and accessibility there that is just like hitting all the right buttons for me, and it sounds like for Bobby as well. And sure. Spelunky is yeah. like we're no, hitting the same more Spelunky buttons, game. which is this game is fucking hard. You will learn it because it's good, and you will eventually appreciate it. And I'm not to the point that I appreciate it yet, so I'm really not having a good time with it, even though I know down the line I probably will. Um. Uh, okay. So that's that. <laughs> well, I mean, do you, do you um, feel do you feel the same, Johnny? Like you you said you like them both equally. No. Do you feel like you just so, got in there and were feeling like, oh yeah, all these skills transfer over? Like, what what's your experience been like? No, not at all. Um. So my experience really has been what it has been because I've played a ton of this with uh, my son Jude. Um, either passing the controller back and forth, uh, or I just bought him his own DualShock uh, 4 controller 
and we've been playing uh, some co-op. And even when I first started it, like the first time I died, it made me laugh because it was so stupid. Um, and then it happened again and again. And the thing that happened with the original Splunky happened with this one where, you know, you're like, oh, no, that's an arrow block. Oh, I need to time my fall. And like all these little things started clicking into place as I got used to uh, how this one was tuned. And, uh, you know, it, I don't know, it, it, it spoke to me. And I guess because I put so much time into Hades when it was in early access, I didn't have that sure. sense of urgency uh, to get back to it after 1.0 came out. Uh, I have gone back and played some of it the last week or two, however long it's been since the full version came out, and still just as good as I remember. Um, but I think I think that part of it, like sharing something I love with the person I love more than anything in the world has enhanced the experience for me. What are you talking and, about? Uh, I know, Chase. I'm sorry. Um, how, how does he feel about and, it? How seeing, does he feel about it? Because he loves that game it. is super hard. He like, actually, I'm, he has, I'm sure he's not getting yeah. super far into it when he plays. And it's it's incredible because I, I don't know if it's the art style and how goofy it is that all these terrible things are happening to your character. Um but he's bounced off of other games like that, like Mario, like old, like old two D Mario. He he's gotten frustrated with very quickly and stopped. Uh, but there's something about this one that he just digs, and it's called he's ragdoll. Way into it. Ragdoll he's, physics. That's what he, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he and I will just sit and and play for thirty minutes to an hour every night the last week or so, and and we just laugh and have a good time. And we, we mess with each other whenever we're doing uh, co-op because when you, when you die, you turn into a ghost, but you can still interact with the level in a little bit, a few ways. Like you can blow mm-hmm. like air, basically, and you can knock down the other person or uh, you can blow air on a shopkeeper and it pisses them off and they'll come after you the can, other person. You can in the do game. that in Spelunky 1 as well, but I for whatever reason, I've heard a bunch S- of people say that kn- the co-op in Spelunky 2 is more fun and also easier than Spunky 1 cuz Spunky 1 was so fucking I, hard with a second it was harder with a second person. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely we have we, the furthest we made it is uh World yeah. 1 level 3 mm-hmm. uh together. Uh so does it, is it split definitely the screen a lot or further. does it does it like one person have control of the camera like in no, Spunky 1? No, so w- one person has a little yeah. flag on their back and that's who that's f- the, the camera Spunky follows. Stuff, yeah. Um and uh yeah, so you have to try and keep up with the other person. Uh, but it's it's just been so much fun and I I think if it hadn't been for that, I probably wouldn't feel as strongly as I do about it. Um but I I have played a good chunk of it just by myself um and have made it the furthest i've gone is uh the first level of uh, world three uh and i immediately died because yeah. there's a boss and it, it just destroyed me um so i don't know, i have very strong feelings about it but i can also understand why because it is it's more spelunky uh you know it it's not probably deserving the nod as much as uh, something like Hades is, which is something yeah. completely new. Um, but both of these games, I feel, will definitely end up higher up on my list. And, and I know year. I'll get there. I, I will cool. definitely get there. Like it's it it 
it takes a lot of runs to be able to have things begin mm-hmm. to click and it it's not even find your it's groove. not even one groove it's not even one thing that clicks you have to find multiple grooves you have to have all these yeah. different little mechanics click at the same time for you to go oh okay i i know what i'm doing now yeah and i'm i'm not to that point yet. And, it, and that's fine and, yeah and, and and when you're in spelunky you're in spelunky and you're not really thinking about all the other terrible shit that's happening in the world around you uh you can put in a podcast you can do a few runs and that's all you're thinking about is navigating you know down yeah down this level so uh it's been it's been really good for me i'm, nice. I'm really really happy with it um i probably will pick it up on pc uh as well because uh, it's you know it's inexpensive relatively so well like very fi- cool final thing on Splunky too the reason it's worse than Hades is it doesn't it's not on the Switch like that's <laughs> that is it's like I that's I fair. probably that's a big I would a big played market, a hell of a lot more Splunky <laughs> too if I could play it in bed uh, before I go to sleep or when I wake up in the morning if I was able to play a run before work but the idea that I have to come to my couch I have to turn on my TV I have to turn on the PS4 I've got to stop playing i have to turn off genshin impact or 13 sentinels and then load up splunky to play Mm -hmm. it on my ps4 i'm not going to do that if i can if i could just jump in and hit one button and then be like i'm in on switch i would play a hell of a lot more splunky too and that game needs to come to switch and splunky one still needs to come to switch i will not give up on that i don't care if the second game comes the first game also needs to come this is going to have to be the record speed for a monthly preview okay. for October. We're gonna have to we we're gonna have to get through this as quickly as possible. Cool. I can I can do it because we have had uh, October sucks. All right, thanks guys. That's been a great uh, edition of the Casual Hour. I've been your host, Bobby Pease. Listen to us on Anchor. Chases <laughs> the gamer on the go. Uh, Johnny sucks. He plays stuff with his son, I guess. All right, guys. Good night. Like that's it. Yep. That's that's it. October's back. Um, I, I can I can take us through our recap, and the free games sure. really quickly if we'd like. Okay. So uh, last month yeah. I wasn't here. It was great. Uh, Shocking. So, so <laughs> you know, fuck fuck me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Chase. You had Tony Hawk, Didn't get to play. Star Renegades, Spelunky yeah. 2, 13 Sentinels, yep. Aegis Rim, and Genshin Impact. And you played I didn't all play of Star Renegades. It's not on the system I have. You didn't play um, Star and then, okay. and then I would have Hades on this list if I knew that it was going to come out, but that was a surprise launch. So, yeah. surprise for Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Bobby, you had Marvel's Avengers, Tony yep. Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2, yep. Star Renegades, yep. and Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. And you played all of yep. those. Star Renegades is the win. I did. Star Renegades is the star. But not more than, not more than Hades. Of that though. list. Yeah. Not more than Hades, of course. Yeah. I, I Star Renegades. Star Renegades. That game, that game fucks. That game fucks. I would like, I would like to fuck with that game. Uh... It, if if I were here, we I would have put Tony Hawk. I feel. Oh, like that's weird. Hands. Thanks for not being here. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, so the games with gold coming out in October, we got Slay Away Camp, Butcher's Cut, Made of Skur, yeah. Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. That's an OG Xbox game, and Costume Quest, which is a 360 title. Man, really. Uh, They're really so, bringing. I mean, <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, yeah, they they put in they put in a yeah. right. horror game in Slayaway Camp. I don't know anything about Made of Skur. 
uh, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, like, it's got curse in the title, right? So that's Halloween. And then Costume Quest yep. is the best Halloween game ever made. So I get it. I get, they, they did what Fair. they did. And I think they did it more than PlayStation did because they are giving us Need for Speed Payback, which, I mean, is its own kind of horror game. And and Vampire, yeah. which, Bobby, you played that, right? Isn't that the... Isn't that this is Mass Vampire? Effect? It's very... It's very fucking good. It's very, very good. That game, okay. that is the most Bioware-ass Bioware game that hasn't existed for years. I, I still don't <laughs> believe you. Uh, coming it's, soon to Game Pass, uh, we have Brutal Legend on console, uh, Doom Eternal coming to xCloud on Android and console, and that will eventually come to PC as well. Is Brutal uh, Legend the Jack Black yeah. Rockstar mm-hmm. game? Okay. Yeah, it's the RTS. Yeah. Uh, Forza Action Motorsport Seven is coming. Yes, yeah, it's a double fine game. It's good. Yeah, it's it's thing weird. Uh, but it's I mean, it's a double fine game. Uh, that's coming to XCloud console and PC. That's Forza. We have Iconfell coming to console and PC, and Drake Hollow coming to PC on uh, Game Pass. All right. Nice. I'll I'll run through this list again. This is a shortened list. Uh, there we don't think there's a ton of good stuff coming out in October, uh, but even and traditionally, like we said, October before a launch yeah. is shit. And, and even still, there are some things coming out that we're not going to talk about yeah. because we're just not advocates for those games. We don't know the stuff. I mean, we know that there's a, a World of Warcraft expansion coming out that a lot of people will probably play. That's not our thing, so we're not going to mention it. Um, so let me go through these things. October 1st, Super Mario Bros. 35. This is the, the Mario Battle Royale that Nintendo showed. Uh, it'll be free. Tied to their online yeah, service, it'll be, right? It'll be free if you're a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber. Um, I'm, I'm happy to give that a few tries. It, it seems interesting. Yeah, I'll check it uh, out. Rematch with you in Wario 64. Yeah, yeah, probably. And I'll, I'm sure I'll lose then, too. Uh, October 2nd, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time coming for PlayStation 4 and Xbox. I don't know. I, Johnny, do you care about that? You played the other Crashes, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah I bought that. Uh, the Spyro and Crash uh, games that they remade. And they were, they were really well done. I'm interested to see how this game does review-wise before I'm willing to commit to, to purchasing it. Uh, but this is one... I've got my eye on, for sure, because I, I do like Crash Bandicoot. Uh, also on the second, we're getting Star Wars Squadrons for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, I, I You know what? The more I see about this game, the more I kind of am, am interested in it. The the flight, I, it's not semi, obviously, because it's Star Wars, but it's uh, it's got some cool... It's got some cool ideas to it, I, I suppose. The the trailers they keep It's got cross-play, the, too. The, like, the story trailer stuff they keep putting out are those are incredible make me want to see more of those yeah but are you guys sure. have any plans of getting that game uh, oh yeah i mean it's i'll probably what, check it out 40 bucks i think it has cross play yeah. oh i didn't so know pc game. xbox playstation 4 oh, yeah cool. it's this is one that we could all play together I've, i'm not opposed to playing some star wars i'd, I'd play star wars before i watch star wars these days Ah, I take that back. I take that back. And you like you like Star you like Star Wars ships. I do like Star Wars ships. Probably the best part about Star Wars is the ships. Um, 
October 5th, maybe, uh, there's this Baldur's Gate thing that Bobby told me to add, and Bobby's going to tell me more about it. So, Bobby, tell mm-hmm. me about Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Baldur, well, they're now referring to it as Baldur's Late but I'm tss, oh, I uh, on I Twitter. You get it? You get it? It's good. Uh, it was supposed to come out to date this episode. It was supposed to come out uh, today, which is the 30th of September. Yep. In early access. Uh, they did push it back for, I think, the second or third time. And it is uh, coming out on October 5th. And it will be in early access, I think, on Steam. Uh, this looks really fucking cool. Um, Pillars of Eternity, all that shit. Like, if you've played those, like, it's, it's one of those. Uh, but the acting in this looks to be superb. I don't know how much of the game you'll get next week. But I'm very excited to finally check this out in early access, for sure. Cool. Uh Johnny, I think you're you're excited for that too, right? Yeah, that game looks looks good. Yeah. Um, and would you I say it was on? Enjoy. Um, I think it's on Steam. I believe. Okay. No, no consoles. Mm-hmm. Not, not at, at least not at this time, but I do think it will be coming to console. Um, on October eighth, we're getting a couple of smaller games here. One uh, Johnny mentioned here. It's also coming to Game Pass. Is I Can Fell. Uh, it's also coming to Switch, PC, and PS4 in addition to the Xbox. Uh, I think this looks like a cute little RPG. It's kind of got some some Steven Universe vibes yeah. to it in the way that it's, you know, friendship and all that kind of but, stuff. I thought it, yeah, that game looks all right. I, I thought it looked neat. Um, I, I think if that game goes on sale on Switch, I'd probably pick that game up. Um, also on the 8th is I Am Dead, which I remember seeing trailers for this a while ago. And just it never coming out, I guess. But now it's coming out. Uh, also coming to PC. Uh, I am dead. Sees you as a, you are. You're dead. <laughs> you are dead, dead. I can tell you that. But you're also the curator of a museum in this kind of small port town, which also. It's it's got a very strong ooblets yeah, vibe. It definitely has like some ooblets, maybe even some like Katamari Damashi kind of character design stuff to mm-hmm. it. Um, also being this kind of port town, it feels a little like Steven Universe vibes as well. Um, it's a puzzle game though. You are, it, it's like lots of oh. different little, um, like terrarium kind of things. It, it, it almost gives me a little bit of, um, the, the, the game, the game, Bobby, the, the, the app, the, the game, you know, you know, the one. Us, us, Those, us oh two. yeah, the game. The <laughs> us two the the uh the the fuck why it's the only it's the apple game that i never remember the name for it's the one we did the gamers on the go for i feel so stupid the 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 game i don't you remember love, it the the the, 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 the <laughs> i'm just gonna look it up i'm just gonna look it up people are probably screaming at the uh us two what Thank you. Of Valley? God damn it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Gave me some Monument, yeah. Valley, Monument Valley vibes of of it being like, here's these little sure. self-contained puzzles. I will someday I will remember the name to Monument Valley, and it apparently will not be today. Um anyway, October 9th. Johnny, tell us about the footy. Yeah. Uh, new FIFA. I so I'm seeing TV it's, it's, commercials it's, it's about that. We uh, win, win as yeah. one. They say that. That's it. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> uh, so I I usually wait until FIFA goes on sale, uh, but I actually I have 
a friend who works at EA now on FIFA. So sounds I like feel conflict, sounds like somewhat a obligated of to me. <laughs> I think we got to kick yeah. you off this podcast. Hey, he's a good Johnny. guy. Can't um, can't have you on here anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I you know, there's not a whole lot else coming out. I Johnny, what will you be getting it on? Will you get it on it Switch, PC, PS4, Xbox One? Because it's available for all of those. I would be getting it on the Xbox. Okay. Do, is is this is this a game that you Maybe might wait on and then wait for Game Pass slash EA access to just give it to you for free or whatever? I usually, so the FIFA games usually don't show up until about eight months in oh, yeah. on okay. EA. Uh, but there's almost always a sale uh, within the first couple of months, and that's usually when I pick it up. Sometimes I get it at full price. I don't know. Like I, I don't think there's anything else. Maybe Pikmin that I'll be buying next month. So I might just drop the full okay. sixty on it, or get your friend to hook you up. It seems like what are friends for? Yeah, totally. Doesn't doesn't sound like much of a friend to me. <laughs> if I if I if I made, if I made a game, Johnny, FIFA. I'd give it to you for free. Well, I mean he. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, proceed, Chase. <laughs> I I wish I knew the names of anybody at EA because I would just make a joke that that's the person you know. I don't Andrew, whatever his name is, the robot man, guy who guy who heads up uh, uh, EA. I'm terrible with all the names today. Don't worry about it. Bobby, October fifteenth, Cloudpunk. You've mentioned this game on the podcast before. You've been excited about this game before. This is the cyberpunk driving top-down adventure game coming out for Switch, PS4, and Xbox yeah. One. I imagine you're excited, but tell me more about Cloudpunk. Uh, the little bit I played with it, it's got a, a, a razor-sharp narrative to it. Um, it's very pretty to look at. Did you play, did you play like a demo much... or a beta, or what did you play? No, I, it's oh, on PC. Gotcha. It's on, it's, okay. It came out, so I, I have it on there. Um, I can tell you that I think the Switch would probably be a fun place to play that game uh, eventually. Um, but yeah, I think that there's some interesting things at play. It's a nice little mystery, a lot of Nor vibes to it. Um, Cyberpunk is a very compelling setting for for these types of games too. So definitely worth Was checking this a out. 2020 game? Did the PC version come out this year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's hard to keep I track. don't have the date here, but I think it's also the 15th. It's either the 15th or the 16th, and that is the Jackbox Party Pack 7. They've made seven of those. Um, it's coming out for yeah. basically I everything. Have, Nintendo Switch, yeah. PC, PS4, Xbox One, iOS, Android. Even if you have an Amazon Fire TV, it'll work on your Apple TV. It works on so many things. Uh, you mean Luna? Amazon Luna. Sure, I don't know the the listing said Fire TV on on the Jackbox site. So I, I, it is Fire TV. I'm just being a okay. dick because Luna just got announced. Oh yeah, okay, sure. Uh, it's not coming to Stadia though. Sorry, Bobby. Like the the one place you wanted to play Jackbox. Park. I don't even have it. I I don't have Stadia anymore. anymore. You I had it. Rid of it. You had it. You made you made the mistake. I am signed up for to to check out that, that- new Amazon service though. That's one stain that yes, can never the be sin removed. Sin will live with you forever. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> Are there like tens, maybe dozens? <laughs> I don't know. Tens of us. There's tens um, of there us. There are five new. Uh, 
uh, new newish games in in the par- Jackbox Party Pack Seven, uh, Quiplash Three. That's the only oldish game. It's the it's the third. They call it the threequel because it's the third Quiplash. Quiplash is good. Quiplash is one of the best Jackbox games they've made ever. Um, and then I'm just yeah. reading what else they have here. The collaborative chaos of Devil and the Details, the fierce drawing game Champed Up, the speech game Talking Points, which actually did look kind of cool. And the guessing game Blather Round. I, I can't really tell you a whole but a whole lot about what those games are. Um, it'll be good, dumb yeah, fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure at least one of those games is kind of a stinker because that's how all Jackbox Party Packs are. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's got Quiplash, and that's that's the one that's that's the one you need. That's all that matters. And everything else is fine. Um, coming out the 16th, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. This is the uh, this is your your go karts that, that go on your floor of your apartment. Yeah. you can make tracks with and dra- yeah, toys to life. Yeah, you know, whatever. Kind of. Um, none of us are planning on picking this up, right? Yeah, I just don't nope. have a space that even makes sense for something like that. It's it's also one hundred dollars. One hundred dollars for an RC car that's also a game sounds not the worst. Yeah, but how many times that's do I very actually true. play it? I, I, I think somebody, like, there are going to be some households that play this all the fucking time, and there's going to be some households that play this once. And I think those are the two options. Yeah. Or you don't play it at all. That's the, that's the yes. third one. Um, and I'm going to be in that third house. Um, October 20th, Amnesia Rebirth comes to PC and PS4. Um, we don't talk about... Is no, it, it's not. It's a remaster? brand new game. Uh, we don't talk about horror games on the show because I don't know. We're all scaredy bitches, but um, well, at least I am. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know about you two, but we just we no, just I'm don't play saying, these games. We don't talk yeah. about them. But I do know that friend of the show and host of or one half of Buck Life. That is that is my friend Nate. He. Uh, he was mentioning that he's very excited for this. I think this is something that they'll probably play on their channel, their YouTube channel at Buck Life. Um, but what I know is that a lot of people really liked Amnesia the Dark Descent, which was the original game. And then there was a second game called Amnesia, a Machine for Pigs that was made by the Chinese Room, which is... Johnny knows that one. Yes, Johnny is our machine for pigs. Yes. He knows all about being a pig <laughs> and being in the machine. <laughs> Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but that was that was Never made by told. the Chinese Room, which uh, is are the people behind Dear Esther, if you if you remember Dear Esther. Oh um, yeah. And it was published by the original developer, who I cannot remember the name of right now. Uh, but it wasn't made by them, and I, I think some people had some not great things to say about Machine for Pigs. So good news: the original Amnesia developer is back at the helm for Rebirth. And this is like the true sequel God. to Dark Descent. So if you liked Amnesia, and it sounded like a ton of people liked Amnesia when it first came out, uh, this is this is one to be excited for. And who knows, maybe we'll talk to nice. Nate a little bit more and, and hear about more uh, Amnesia later. Wrapping this up, we've got a couple more games here. October 29th, Watch Dogs Legion is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Stadia? Congratulations, Bobby! You yeah. got you got something to play on the Stadia that you still own. I got it on everything I own. <laughs> um, how do we feel about Watch Dogs Legion? I, I feel like we haven't mentioned that game in a long uh, time, and do we care anymore? You know, 
Bobby and I are getting a free copy of it with uh, video uh, cards. Sure. So I guess I'm excited to play this game. Yeah, I really liked Watch Dogs 2. Like, You're excited to look yeah, at this too. game with your video uh, cards, but are you excited to play this game? Yes. I think so. I don't know. I think they've been relatively quiet. Maybe by what's happening at Ubisoft right now. I, I'm just, just glad they finally made a game that's not political, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. In this post Brexit yeah. setting, it could be, it's the farthest yeah, thing from politics. Certainly. Like, thank goodness. Good job, Ubisoft. <laughs> um, and then October 30th, wrapping this up, is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. They are bringing over the Wii U game and giving it the deluxe treatment, which means it'll yeah. probably have an extra or two in it. And uh, obviously, this is Nintendo Switch only. And Johnny, I think you mentioned getting this, so you might be the most excited mm-hmm. out of any. I never played uh, Pikmin I've 3. I've never played any Pikmin. Yeah, I I've, think I I've... own all of them, and I haven't oh. played any of them. I have played Pikmin 1 and 2 uh, pretty extensively uh, on the GameCube, and I enjoy those games a whole bunch. And I didn't ever play 3 for whatever reason, so I'm excited that I'll But you definitely the played the 3DS game. No, that game's no. that game's that game's not good. It's I not didn't. even a Pikmin game. It's a it's a side scrolling yeah. platformer. Don't worry about it. That's not then that's not it's, Pikmin. It's Captain Olimar and it's Pikmin, but it's not Pikmin. Anyway, yeah, uh, like as as much as I haven't played Pikmin games, I've always found their aesthetic very charming. I really like their their characters and enemies. I like the Pikmin themselves. Mm-hmm. I bought a Pikmin amiibo because I think the Pikmin are cool. I like. <coughs> sorry, I like playing Captain Olimar in Super Smash Brothers. Um, and oh, hey, like little bit of news. I mean, you'll you'll know this by the time that you're hearing this because uh, Nintendo's doing it tomorrow since we're recording. Uh, but there will be a new Smash Brothers character announced. So you you people listening yeah. will already know who it is. You'll know that Isaac from Golden Sun finally made it onto the roster. Good job. It's it's it's. No, it's is not that true? Isaac. It'll never be Isaac. That would that would be no. too too nice. That would be the thing I want. So we'll never do it. It'll be Goku or some shit. I don't know. You know, oh, I, I would that'd actually be, awesome. be okay if it was Goku, but it's all it's also not going to be Super, Goku. No, it needs it needs to be Super Saiyan God, Super Ultra, Saiyan Ultra Instinct, uh, Super Mega Hyper Goku. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that probably makes sense. Yep. All right, I yeah. think that is it. Um, it's down. It's time to make our picks, Bobby. I'm going to start with you. What are your picks for this month? Star Wars Squadrons, Baldur's Gate Three, and Watch Dogs okay. Legion. Johnny, what are your picks for this month? Um, just to be different, well, I picked Baldur's Gate Three, uh, but Pikmin Three and Crash Four. And my Chase, what about you? Uh, what are you I'm picking? I'm going to play. The games I already own because all of these games sound kind of boring and I've got way more <laughs> shit right now that I want to play in 13 Sentinels and more Hades and I know I, I, I've been very good. I haven't mentioned it at all despite playing a absolute shit ton of it but I am still playing SD Gundam G Generation Genesis and I will continue to play that and also my copy of SD Gundam G generation cross rays came in for the switch so i'm probably going to play some of that over the weekend oh we know because uh, this weekend i'm not going to have my ps4 with me and i'll only have my switch so i'll probably just be playing a different gundam game i guess anyway that's all we have bobby i'm gonna throw that's it that. back to you end this show yeah 
thank you so much for putting that together, Chase. I always look forward to our preview months, even when the months aren't great. Um, but with that being said, Chase, you do a lot of stuff with Gamers on the Go, which is your better, more thought-provoking, sexier podcast. Um, anything happening there right now? Uh, not as far as episodes go. I haven't made an episode in a while, and you know, something I want to change. Really busy at the moment uh, with work stuff and uh, just haven't found the time. What I have found time to do, though, is write a little bit here and there for the uh, for the GamersOnTheGo.com page. I've written up uh, a review of Banner of the Maid uh, that came out uh, maybe a month or two ago. And then um, just recently I wrote about the cultural phenomenon of the summer slash the year, and that is Blaseball. And uh, what's happening there? Anything you want to share? No. Do you really want to know about baseball, Bobby? I want to know what makes you happy. Baseball does make me happy. Uh, I'll just say a couple of things. <laughs> One of the biggest things is that they added this new idols feature uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we found out as a community that people who were players who were idolized too much by people in the community, um, they would get shelled which meant that they would just get skipped over as um, like skipped over in their batting order skip if they were a pitcher they'd get their their game skipped over and a different pitcher would take over for that um, so one of Chase hang on a second I think Johnny's got to go okay bye Johnny yeah sorry oh okay I'll talk yeah. to you guys later no you won't he'll talk to us but we won't talk back So people are getting shelled. Johnny, one of them. Yes, I will. I will personally shell Johnny myself. Um, yeah. Um, so one of the teams, the Unlimited Tacos, decided to take on a a an odyssey, a, a, a real a real mission here to shell all of their okay. pitchers, which I assume would mean that they wanted to lose as many games as possible to not have any pitchers at all go, which would mean that. Uh, they could get a bunch of bonuses by being in last place. Basically, what what a lot of modern teams are doing in real sports, which is called tanking. And I thought that's what they were trying to do, is if they can tank, maybe they can get a bunch of really good players on their team or a lot of good buffs that happen when you are a really bad team in baseball. Um, So what happened is they got their wish. All five of their pitchers got shelled. And we were really wondering, what does that mean for the next week when they have to start playing games again what what will they do and what happened is that they got a magical sixth pitcher called pitching machine that was the most average player possible uh it was a it was a three-star pitcher which was actually better than a number of their real pitchers uh who were below average and that's that's what they played with the pitching machine threw basically every game because they couldn't pitch to another they couldn't move to another player uh another pitcher and what happened was amazing they started doing okay the pitching machine was actually a pretty decent pitcher and also because of other baseball bullshit the the pitching machine was picking up stats was uh, it it uh when the blood rain gurgled 
which is the thing that happens in Blaze Ball. Don't worry, it's just a weather thing. Uh, it stole, it siphoned some stats, some pitching ability from various players on different teams over the course of the season to become one of the best pitchers in the entire league of Blaze Ball. It became a five-star pitcher, and it was... <laughs> This ma- yes, machine? the machine became a five-star pitcher and also became the number one idolized player in all of baseball, which of course means it got Jesus. shelled. <laughs> um, baseball's great. Also, over the course of the season, uh, the only way to get unshelled is to be in a weather pattern that has birds in it, and the birds will occasionally randomly pick at a shell and open it up and, and free the player. Got it. So one of the other tacos pitchers was unshelled by the birds. So then they had two pitchers. It's, it was an amazing thing. It, it was pretty cool to watch. Uh, I, I thought it was really sure. lame at the beginning. Cause it's like, Oh, let's see what actually happens when they have no pitchers. And that felt like a real, um, a real cop out to say, Oh, here's just an extra pitcher, I guess. But then for that extra pitcher to become the best pitcher in all of the league was fantastic. It was a very good moment over the course of that week. Um, one more thing. We also got the uh, a new thing that happened, uh, a new addition, which was the Hall of Flame. It's our, that is for all the players oh. who have died. They now live in this Hall of Flame, and people can pay tribute to them. They can pay their peanuts, a thing that we didn't really know what to do with before. You could click on it and eat a peanut, and you wouldn't know what it actually was doing. Uh, We still don't actually know what it does if you just eat a peanut. But now you can pay these peanuts and pay them as tribute. And so now it's kind of a leaderboard of all the dead players. And uh, one one player is at the top right now. His name is Landry Violence. He was uh, on my Hades Tigers and was sadly incinerated. And uh, he's become a kind of cultural icon in in baseball. Instead of rest in peace, everyone rests in violence now because uh, you know Landry Violence was one of the one of the early players to to get incinerated. And he was especially incinerated in the championship game or the championship series at least so he's he's kind of taken on this cult status uh which is very cool we don't know what that does there's a there's a new character he's a big octopus kraken thing called the watcher and he thinks peanuts are tiny eggs and he wants a bunch of eggs and you pay the tributes to him for these players so we don't know if this is a way for dead players to come back into the game or what exactly is going to happen but it's all real interesting and that's been fun uh, Blaseball is also under a siesta right now. The game band, the actual developers, this is out of character from the Blaseball universe. Um, they have decided to take a week-long break, give their team some much-needed rest, uh, let them work on some stuff in the back end for the for the system. So this week there has been no Blaseball, which is very sad for me. It's a, it's become a thing I check hourly, <laughs> if not daily, um, or daily if not hourly. Um, and and so it's it's been tough not to have place ball, but I know that the commissioner's doing a great job, of course, and the game band's doing a great job. Sure. And I'm looking forward to see what happens in the next week. We did get one cool election thing for my team. We got we got a couple of uh, blessings for for my team, the Hades Tigers, this last season, which was great. But the biggest one is that we stole one of the best players in the game. His name is Alden Cash Money. So the Tigers are cash money, and we're going to be great. And it's even better because we stole him from the Breckenridge Jazz Hands, which I know is Bobby's team. And uh, even though Bobby doesn't care about baseball, he's he's being very gracious by listening 
to me talk about Blake's ball. <laughs> um, and he did pick the the jazz hands in like that half hour he took a look at Blake's ball. What, what Chase doesn't know is that for every minute of Blake's ball, I get to equally play back minutes of Casper Darling's research from Control. I'm sure Casper Darling is fine. He's not the best character of 2019, the best new character of 2019, but I'm sure he's a fine character. No, I'm happy you're happy, Chase. We are going to try and incorporate some sort of weekly occurrence in baseball because even though I don't understand it, I know, God damn it, I respect it. <laughs> I'm also going to try to talk about it less. Uh, it's. I feel like I've kind of run my course, especially for this show, as you can hear my co-hosts, one who had to leave and the other one who is yeah. clearly glazed over at this point um but but i do want to say that Blaseball is a daily joy for me to check in and and see and give the tiniest bit of interaction to and i think it's just this really incredible um experience and, and incredible community piece that we're all working towards this this user generated thing and i just think it's an incredibly special thing even if it's not necessarily considered a game and i love it i i really do love it uh so if you want to read more about baseball hear some other weird stories about it just learn what exactly it is because we are far into the territory of me just telling you the weird shit and not actually giving you the basics so if you want to know the basics of baseball Base, the basics of baseball, I should really say. Um, you should you should check out gamersonthego.com and uh, and read the story I did on baseball. That's it. That's all I got. Nice man. Well, with that, uh, if you want to ask Chase a specific question about baseball, if you want to ask me how I endure baseball, you can do so by emailing us uh, thecasualhour at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at thecasualhour. But if you have any thoughts on October games or if there's anything related to baseball that you'd like to just throw into the show, leave us a voice message on our anchor page, which is uh, anchor.fm slash the casual hour. And we will do our best to incorporate that into the episode. Um, we appreciate you for listening and your support. If you like what you hear, go and give us a review and we will be back next week with a what you've been playing for October. Thank you everybody. And we'll talk to you soon.